The following programme is made possible by the friends and partners of Creation Today. We call it the Word of God, but some say it can't be trusted. Is the Bible credible? Welcome to the Creation Today Show, where we bring together interviews with experts and solid Bible teaching. Your host, Eric Hovind, affirms the ultimate authority of God's Word, the truth of creation, and why it matters to you. To all of our Creation Today partners out there, thank you guys for being here and for making shows like this actually possible. We're changing the world, guys, one person at a time, and I love it. If you're joining me on Facebook or YouTube or listening to the Creation Today podcast, or maybe you're watching this on television, you're peeking into an awesome discipleship community, and you're welcome to join us. Uh, we're, we're just turning stumbling blocks into stepping stones on people's journey to Christ. Head over to creationtoday.org if you want to be part of our community that's changing the world one person at a time. So how does scripture compare to science, uh, archaeology, uh, historical documentation? You think about the book of Genesis. It was written by Moses and covers 2,000 years of earth's history. It starts at the beginning of creation when God made the universe and everything in it. It includes the first two people. <laughs> that story is in there. Uh, it, we go through the worldwide flood. Then we go through the Tower of Babel. Then we get to God's covenant with Abraham and Abraham's first few descendants, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Joseph, if you remember, was one the one whose brothers sold him into slavery, but he eventually became the prince of Egypt. At the very end of Genesis, Genesis chapter 50, we read that Joseph dies. Uh, all of his brothers, though, and their families had moved to Egypt. And in the very next book of the Bible, it's called Exodus because it's the history of Abraham's descendants becoming slaves to the Egyptians. And after years of enslavement, if I can say that, God raised up Moses to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. It was a big Exodus from Egypt. That's why it's called Exodus, okay? Now, this Exodus is where we hear the accounts of the parting of the Red Sea, uh, manna from, from heaven in the wilderness, Moses receiving the Ten Commandments on top of Mount Sinai. The problem is many modern scholars and experts question all of the accounts in Exodus. Some say the evidence doesn't fit what the Bible describes. So did the Exodus really take place? Well, that question is what has led today's guest on a journey for the past 22 years. He's dedicated his life to researching, traveling, exploring, interviewing, documenting the patterns of evidence needed to uncover our true history. So if you are a thinking man or woman, you are going to love my guest today. He's the president of Thinking Man Films. They've produced several award-winning masterpiece projects and his latest film, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai is coming to theaters October 17th and 18th. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tim Mahoney. Tim, welcome to the Creation Today Show, buddy. 
Well, Eric, thanks for having me. It's so great to be back on again. Man, congratulations. Your films are always incredible. And here you are coming out with another film. Uh, I got to say, if, if you're joining us, those of you if, you, if you haven't heard of these, you must be living under a rock, okay? Because the Patterns of Evidence series is powerful. Tim, can we give them a, a little bit of the background uh, to how you got into this? And then maybe let's give them just a quick overview of the first couple of films that led up to where we're at today with the new film coming out. So how'd you get into all this? Well, I had uh, I was not planning on this, by the way. And I think that <laughs> oftentimes God does that in our lives. Um, I, but I did have a love for the Bible and uh, I wanted to be a filmmaker and I had heard that people were talking about evidence for the Exodus, uh, you know, twenty over twenty years ago. So I've been at this for quite some time. And <clears throat> when I heard about it, I was fascinated that uh, people would actually be looking for the possible, uh, ar ar you know, archaeological remains of this. The first time I heard about it uh, was that there was possibly uh, evidence in Saudi Arabia, and I found that intriguing that the that Mount Sinai could be in Saudi Arabia, and that there was. Uh, connections to the Bible and artifacts that were there. And when I heard that, I, I became very, very interested. I saw a film that was produced in the 90s, uh, and, and I can't quite remember its name, but it was it was like, uh, well, I, one of them might be called Search for Mount Sinai or something like that. But all that fascinated me, Eric. And I just, I didn't know that um, that Saudi Arabia was off limits as much as it was, because people were saying that you couldn't really go there. But in 2003, I actually got permission with a small group of people to go to Saudi Arabia and to go to this particular mountain that I was fascinated by, which was called Jebel Allahs. And that began, uh, I, I went to the sites, I, I looked at what, what some people would consider pillars and altars and, and camping areas and uh, to this area. And when I was there, I, even though we had permission, I really, they, we, they didn't really want us there. And so we were threatened and told to leave or else. Uh, and I didn't want to figure out what or else meant. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, it was one of those situations where uh, uh, it was quite an intensive trip for me to go there. Uh, and when I came back, I actually uh, was pretty sick. I ended up in the hospital dehydrated and uh, and um, I never got my footage. You know, it was, it was confiscated. And, uh, and so that began this interest in looking for Mount Sinai. And some people would say to me, um, uh, well, well, for, you know, from that point on, the Saudi Arabian component of this was sort of uh, uh, on the back burner. And I ended up making a film from some of that footage, uh, and then going back multiple times to Egypt. Uh, and I made a film called Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, which was the story of the early Israelites coming into uh, uh, Egypt through the promise to Abraham, then to Joseph, and then from there um, they are in you know they're prosperous and then they're enslaved. So we looked for that pattern in that film, and that was the very first investigation, and that one took about twelve years to make. Uh, I, so <clears throat> I got to tell you, Tim, I the, yeah I have that film right here. I will never forget a little girl named Joanna LeBlanc coming into my office on January 20th, 2015. It was the day after this came out in theaters and she had seen it in theaters. She proceeded to give me the most detailed understanding of what modern Exodus or modern Exodus experts 
say about the time of the Exodus, and then described the new findings that are supporting the biblical timeline. She was blown away. I watched the film. I was blown away. Yeah, that was groundbreaking. Was this... Did, how was the response to your very first one? Because this was incredible. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, tremendous. I mean, there was, uh, we had over, uh, I mean, 72,000 people came to the theater the first night, you know, and around the nation. And we didn't know, we, we, we were just a documentary, you know, coming out of, out of nowhere. And we didn't know how people would respond to it. But it took such a long time. And there was a lot of thought and prayer that went into that. One of the things uh, that, was interesting about that film is is it has to do with uh, uh, the wall of time. I'll just say it. We have this wall of time that we <clears throat> we looked at that was saying, well, this is when the Bible events were to have happened, and this is this is Egyptian history, and and uh, we we're trying to see that if you look for a pattern, what makes our films different is that we're actually looking for patterns because the chronology is. Uh, is not as set as some people might think. The chronology of time, where things were to have happened. So when we're looking for an investigation, we always say, well, what does the Bible say? And can I find a pattern for that? And that's basically uh, what we did. We, we had to see, was there an arrival of the Israelites? Was there enslavement? Uh, you know, Was there punishment of Egypt and exodus out of Egypt and the conquest? So that gave us five major events to look for. And that's what we looked for both in archaeology as well as in Egyptian documents. And uh, and that's and we looked in the archaeology in Israel too for the conquest. So that began the basis of the first Patterns of Evidence film. And then I knew that we were going to be doing the route of the Exodus. <clears throat> and that's when I thought, you know what? Moses is giving us clues about the route. What we need to do is, but we're hearing from other people that Moses can't be trusted because they don't believe Moses wrote the first books of the Bible. And that's when I felt that we needed to make a film called The Moses Controversy. Yep. This is right here. Yes. Another, I'm telling you, everyone that you've come out with, I've been blown away with. Another great film. Well, thank you. The Moses Controversy uh, basically was showing us that at the very time and in the very location that this, uh, that an early form of writing was discovered. And it was somebody took hieroglyphics and they modified them to become what was be known as the first alphabet, the world's first alphabet. And uh, but they were they were hieroglyphics that were used in a different way. Uh, they were used to, uh, so that it was a phonetic way of speaking. And guess what? It happens earlier in time. And what we're seeing is that the evidence that we're showing and the alphabet all co coincide in this earlier time period. And then the alphabet migrates, just like in the Exodus. When the Israelites leave Egypt, they migrated. And I believe that they took the alphabetic ability to write, migrated, and then they ended up in the Promised Land. Long before the Phoenicians ever had an alphabet, th this alphabet was showing up in these areas. And guess what? The uh, scholars would say that simple people were using these symbols. Um, and the thing that's powerful about that is that in the Gospel of John, it starts out, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And we think about what is it? What is the Bible? It's the Word of God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So in order for you to know a word, you have to actually know how to read a word. And the reason, and so what I believe happened in that film, 
my my understanding, what God was doing was he was giving us the most powerful tool that we could have, which is an alphabet. And the primary purpose of the alphabet was to know God, wow. because then we would know his word. His words have we hidden our heart that we might not sin against him. So this whole idea of the power of an alphabet uh, to, to transmit. And then Moses, he then tells us about creation. He tells us about where we come from, our origins. He tells us that he created us male and female. All these things, it's Moses that is writing this. And the first five books of the Old Testament are written by Moses, and he had to have an alphabet to do it. That's the reason why I believe that film was next. Yeah, and and I got to tell you, there were several aha moments for me when I watched this film, including the idea that God literally gave them the, the alphabet. But another aha idea I had is how how do you how do you put down information and transmit information to people over long periods of time? The best way is the written word. That is the best way to do it is write it down. And that's exactly what God did. He did the very best thing he could do for mankind by writing it down. And that's man, your film highlights so many amazing things on that. OK, so. They've come out of Exodus. We watch the timing all of a sudden line up with a biblical timing. We see the pattern. We realize that Moses uh, has has written these things down. We see the background of the Hebrew language. And the, if you haven't seen this, you got to get this film, okay? And then, I'm so glad you did this. You went and covered the Red Sea crossing, and you covered it in a way that is again, just following the patterns. You didn't shy away from the detractors you went ahead and showed here's the different options you got you, you got to tell them about these two it's a part one and a part two yeah yeah you know i just for people to know the backstory on all this originally i made a movie uh that had everything except for the moses controversy i had you know the whole the whole first uh exodus was about three and a half minutes of one movie and then I, I covered the Red Sea Miracle, and then I covered Mount Sinai, I covered all these things, and then I actually got into all the way to modern Israel. I went through the whole history of the Bible in, in a movie at one time, and I started to realize that they felt like they were different movies. And that's when, I, I you know, in the very beginning, I was, conf you know, I was like, what, but I have all this information, what do I do with it? That's when we decided to break it down. So the Red Sea Miracle, once again, when you take the approach of thinking it through, well, what does the Bible say? You know, what should we be looking for? And that that pattern, again, was one that we, we said, well, it appears to me that there are two different kinds of approaches. One is a Hebrew approach, and one is a Egyptian approach. Uh, Egyptian approach, uh, I had to give it a name. It's, it's like it's near Egypt. Uh, it uses Egyptian words to connect to the Bible, uh, and it also sees it as more of a naturalistic event of, in other words, the wind was blowing at a particular uh, intensity that it could take a shallow body of water and push the water away. But what we find out is that is that if wind set down theory, which is what they talked about, does blow water away, well, it's pretty hard to walk in that wind, number one. Uh, number two is the water can't be very deep. It has to be a shallow body of water. And the Bible tells us, though, that when this water was parted, that it was as if walls of water were on either side, and that the and the and the surface was dry. I mean, it was a dry surface. So that then, you know, that's when people argue. Well, I think it was a natural God working in nature and just blowing a tide away. 
That's a possible. You know, it could come back as like a tidal wall, maybe six, seven, eight feet, ten feet high. So it could have uh, killed people uh, when it came back, but it was only usually coming back from one side. You know, so those are the things we looked at in that film, the Red Sea Miracle. But Eric, the thing about that film is it's the question of miracles. You know, can God, uh, if God created the universe, is he able to part water? Yes. If he did that, he could part the Red Sea. (laughs) No doubt about it. And that's what I love about this is you're, I mean, and you got the graphics, you got the animations to show this happening. And I just, uh, this, this brings us, by the way, to celebrate your latest film coming out in theaters, we have all of the first four films here. Um, all of these we've actually put on sale at the Creation Store because we want you to be prepared for the Patterns of Evidence movie coming out on Monday and Tuesday that you have to get your tickets and go see, okay? The newest one comes out. If you want, go to creationstore.org uh, and just type in Patterns of Evidence. But you've got the children of Israel escaping Egypt. They've crossed the Red Sea. Pharaoh's army has drowned in the Red Sea. They make their way to Mount Sinai, where this is where Moses receives the Ten Commandments. And that's where your film right now is going to pick up. Before we talk about the newest one, though, Tim, you had some challenges to your own faith over the last 22 years of researching this, didn't you? Yeah, right. What was that like? I mean... When you make films like this, and I look back on it, and over and over there are times when I am I am challenged, you know, with uh, obstacles. And I think the Israelites, the thing that I'm seeing, and that God is working in my own life. I mean, even right now, releasing this movie, it's fantastic to get a movie released. But there are challenges in in you know just keeping everything going because we're a ministry, just like you're a ministry. And you're trying to keep it going and you're asking the Lord, well, how are we going to do all this? You know, and I look back at the Israelites and I'm like, it's easy to sit on a nice Sunday morning when the sun's shining through the windows and you're going to go out to dinner uh, afterwards to listen to, uh, let's say, the Israelites complaining about food and water. Uh, But they were in a wilderness. And they they brought their children and their grandparents and everybody left Egypt, and they were like, they they were used to having water by the Nile, you know, yeah. and they had food, plenty of food in that area. Yeah, you know, Egypt was the breadbasket, you know, for that area because it could grow a lot of food multiple times a year, and uh, they were enslaved, but they were comfortable, I think, in some ways in their slavery because they kept saying, "I wish we would go back to Egypt," yeah. because they were fearful. And I think the challenge with all of us in this walk that we have is if we follow the Lord, he's calling us. Sometimes we have to go through a wilderness to get to the promised land. And, you know, I experiencing that uh, even now at different times when I'm trying to make these films and I'm asking, well, how are we going to do this? How is this going to happen? The lessons that I'm learning, uh, I mean, God is teaching me in in a practical way while I'm making these films. Well, guys, you do not have to see the last several films in order to watch this newest one. I just watched it, uh, the one that's coming out in theaters. Thanks for letting me have a behind-the-scenes look at it, by the way. It is amazing. We've got a trailer for you. Guys, check this out. For the last 50 years, Exodus explorers have been searching for the true location of Mount Sinai. 
The Bible tells us that Moses and the Israelites were led there by a pillar of fire and cloud. I'm Timothy Mahoney, an investigative filmmaker, and I'm looking for a pattern of evidence matching one of the most important events recorded in the Bible. The mountainous location where God came down to meet Moses and the Israelites. Exodus explorers are now claiming they found physical evidence for this biblical event. But there is a controversy because this evidence is not where tradition places the mountain. How will we know which is the true location? It was recorded that after the Israelites crossed the sea, they camped numerous times on their way to Mount Sinai. Now, for the first time, patterns of evidence will investigate the journey of Moses and the Israelites. What route did they take and what evidence still remains today? Join me on this amazing and inspiring investigation. Patterns of evidence, journey to Mount Sinai. Guys, go get your ticket right now. Uh, Thinking Man Films, uh, Patterns of Evidence. What's the best website for them to go there and just click to find out if the, if it's going to be playing in their city, Tim? Uh, PatternsofEvidence.com. Uh, they can go there and then they'll see uh, Buy Ticket. The Buy Ticket just takes you to the place where you can uh, put your zip code in. I mean, it'll yeah. it'll show you how to do that. And then you can see what theaters are in your area. Uh, and it's like October 17th and 18th and see the times. Usually it's always at 7 p.m. is when it starts. There is a pre-show and there's a panel discussion at the end of the film as well. I love it. It's PK is on here. She said, looks amazing. Just bought my tickets in Tampa. Tony said, I'm going on Tuesday night. Ah, oh, Mary Jo says, uh, my husband keeps asking me when this is coming out. Well, now Tom's got an answer, Mary Jo. Let's go Monday or Tuesday night this next week. Oh, man, so please grab your tickets to this. And and I want you to talk about the film because uh, it's so good. Now, I got some visuals I want to show here. But before that, let me, as somebody who made, we made a film called Genesis Paradise Lost and went to theaters with it. And I'm, I got to tell you, if when I look at culture today, and I look at the number of people actually engaging head on with culture, it's not very many. Tim is one of those people. Sending movies to a theater takes a lot of guts, especially when it's a Christian film that's backing up what the Bible says. There's a lot of competition out there. And you need Christians to go support those kind of works. And that is a message. It sends a message to the world. Oh, we should take this ser seriously because they're taking it seriously. Tim, you, you and I have talked a little bit about this. How do you process the idea of taking this to theaters and kind of why that step is so important? Because you could probably save a lot of money and just release this on DVD but it may not have the cultural impact that we really want it to have. Can you talk about that for a second? Yeah, I, I think we're supposed to be salt and light. Yeah. And uh, a film like this in a, in a mainstream setting, uh, what, what I, I like to say to people, you know, it's important that we actually are in theaters. Uh, what's happening is that there's a lot of wanting to, uh, faith to be privatized and to be pushed down. And so it's not public so no one can see it. Uh, but this is championing it out. In, and so what's happened is when you have a movie in the theaters, they put trailers 
in the theater. So for the last month, we've had trailers that all sorts of people can see. You know, there's probably millions of people that see those trailers. And what that allows us to do is to let people know that there is evidence for the Bible and that this is a, something for them to investigate. I'm talking about everybody who's in the theater sees this, all right? And uh, right now we're, we're moving into a time when everyone's talking about voting and there's lots of political campaigns on. But what I'm telling uh, all, anyone who'll hear me is, please vote for the Bible. When wow. you see these films, we've worked hard to make them, make them significant. Uh, uh, th bring your family and bring your friends, bring your Sunday school, tell your pastor, this is a vote for the Bible. Do you want to see more films about the Bible, about uh, biblical events in the Bible, like Noah's Ark or creation or the Exodus or Saul and David? Well, if you do, it helps if you vote for the Bible. Uh, and that's what we're really doing here. Um, when you support us in the theater and get out there, you know, uh, they can go, people can go to our website, patternsofevidence.com. They can grab um, information about that, share the trailer. It's all downloadable. Uh, if they go to uh, Mount Sinai and start posting with all their friends, letting all everybody know, hey, get the word out, vote for the Bible. And that's the reason why I'm on the show right now. And I think that what God has called my life to do is to have a dialogue with the world. Yeah. And uh, the, like you said, there aren't as many people. I, I've been a part of the Christian film world for a long time. I consider myself an investigative filmmaker. And I think when you look at the types of films I'm making, I am making them so that they can be, have a conversation with a broader audience, you know, and, and so that's the reason why they're safe. They're shareable. And so that's why you could even bring a family member who might be on the fence or not really know and just say, hey, I want to see this, this film about the Bible. That would be a, a, an opportunity, a door opener for you afterwards to talk about what they saw. We cannot get better than when you say, I'm going to tell all my friends and everybody I know about this. I'm going to send a text message, group chat message. I'm going to put it on my social media. You can't beat the grassroots movement right now with the pol politics taking place. Just, you know, buying ads on different uh, platforms is way more expensive because of the political landscape we're in. Tim, what you just said, I'm in a dialogue with the world. Oh my goodness, as I watched this film, and I want you to tell us about it, and we, oh man, we only got a few more minutes with Facebook and YouTube, but uh, as I watched this film, I went, that's exactly what you're doing. You're actually going to the experts who disagree with you and interviewing them and asking them tough, tough questions and letting their answers come out in the theaters. You're not shying away from anything. You truly are investigating. This is not an opinion piece. This isn't um, a, a skew piece. This is what is the evidence? Let's take a look honestly at this. And that's what I love about it. G give us real quick. We saw the trailer. Give us real quick like your, your little 60 second or your little overview of what brought you and what can you tell us about Mount Sinai? What sets this film apart before we have to let them go? So we're going to look at six different mountains and I created a Mount Sinai scorecard. And I this, love scorecard, this. this scorecard uh, back on the back of it here. Yeah, you've got one there. Yep. Uh, the first film, you're going to be able to, to score six or uh, three different mountains. We've got multiple criteria. And if you go to our website, patternsofevidence.com, you can download the biblical criteria and print this out. You can uh, take your Bible, read what this preps you. This cause, helps you to go on the investigation because a lot of people aren't going to be able to go there, right? They're not going to go to the Sinai Peninsula or into Saudi Arabia, but I've <laughs> gone there for you. 
uh, in the different locations. And then you're gonna be able to take this scorecard. We've got a map uh, in here, we've got locations, and uh, you're gonna be able to uh, go along and mark the investigation. And at the end of this uh, series, there's two, another film coming out. I'm going to uh, give you my, what I think is a, has, has the strongest ten, you know, look towards it being Mount Sinai. So that's, well, the, that's the investigation. I and you do need to download this and you need to print this and you need to take this to the theater, have your kids do it because I love the way you say, and you go through each one of these evidences at each one of the locations. And that's again, what makes this film so powerful because you're not hiding anything from people. You're going, does this mountain, does this mountain have these things? Here's all the biblical criteria. We're comparing it to the body. Does it have these things? And then fill it in all the way for yes, halfway for maybe, leave it blank for no. So that by the end you're going, which one makes sense? Because sometimes it's hard to keep a big picture. This is letting you keep the big picture right there in front of you as you examine the evidence yourself. Wow, Tim, this is incredible. Facebook and YouTube, I love you, but I got to let you go. I'm about to, oh, so sorry, you're going to miss this, guys. I'm about to walk with him through the, the first three ideas of where it could be. We're gonna we're we're on Google Earth. If you want to go there, you can go to patterns of evidence, and we're actually gonna zoom in. We're gonna look at some of these. It's it's incredible what what uh, Google Earth lets you do here, and we're gonna go through those. But ah, I, I wish you could join me. Oh well. Uh, come on over to creationtoday.org and be a partner with us if you want to join us. But make sure beyond any reasonable doubt, you grab your tickets. And you go to the theater this Monday and Tuesday and you vote for God's word. Let's make a statement. Let's make the public say, oh my goodness, look what just happened. The world wants to know the truth about Mount Sinai. I mean, when I share the gospel, Tim, this is how important it is to me. When I share the gospel, I'm going back to Mount Sinai and talking first and asking questions about God's laws. How many lies have you told? Have you ever used God's name in vain? I'm going back to the very thing that you're giving us evidence for in these films. And it's just foundational to the very gospel itself. So get your tickets Monday, Tuesday, PatternsofEvidence.com, PatternsofEvidence.com. I want you to go there. It's the Mount Sinai film. Put in your zip code. Take a crowd with you. Take a church with you. Uh, Next Monday, Tuesday, October 17th and 18th. Can't wait for you to see it. Uh, next week, by the way, uh, live here at 12 noon, fulfilling the Great Commission. We are going to have a great conversation with a young lady who went 360 around the world, including persecuted countries, to talk to Christian university students to say, how do you live and stay a Christian in persecuted countries or under this kind of persecution? It's going to be a great show. You're not going to want to miss it. I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Come on over to creationtoday.org if you want the rest. Okay, Tim, you take people on a journey for, through three of the first of, of the six different ideas, and I kind of put them on Google Earth here so people could see where the different ones are, and you do the same in your film. And if you guys download that, he's got a map on the back that literally shows you each one of those locations. Um, and, and, and the reason you're having to do two films is because you are actually saying, hey, let's go to this one. This is the historic one. Um, can you take us through that first one, the traditional site real quick and give us a couple details about, um, about the traditional site uh, right. that you found right. fascinating? Yeah, what's interesting about that is that 